0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is
1: Believe.
2: In the Gun, episode 145. Man, we are getting old here on your new favorite WVU football podcast. and We have got another. Uh, our, our off-season celebrity A-list continues today. This is the Zach Frazier episode. West Virginian, Mountaineer, legend, cult hero. Uh, not enough uh, uh, adjectives to describe this guy, gentlemen. But Zach Frazier, his father Ray, as well, too, going to join us on this edition of ITG. And uh, I tell you what, Big O, we've had some, we've had some big guests, but uh, but this one's going to be a lot of fun. Zach Frazier, as he's, you know, uh, closed the chapter on his Mountaineer football career, getting ready for the NFL draft, rocketing up draft boards. Uh, this is a fun one this is uh this is a big catch for us here on itg
0: yeah a lot of good questions and uh i'm i'm ready to hear the locker room stories and and kind of the uh the whirlwind he's kind of been on since you know what took place on the field and fast forward to now like where's he at in progression so super pumped uh zach dang warrior man I'm, i'm ready
2: yeah, me as well too, and and Jed, I know you've been you've been working on this one, and I know you you've got a relationship with Ray with Mister Frazier, and uh, there's gonna be gonna be some cool stories flying around here for sure.
3: Yeah, Ray's good people, Zach's good people, come from a great family. Uh, Ray and I'll talk about some of the fact that you know we 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 kind of went up against each other. That's right, that's way right. Way back, when we when we wore younger men's clothes, but you know I I can't get past this. Here comes Zach. Uh, if, if there is a living legend in West Virginia football, Zach is is one of those, right? I, I have to wonder, and Wes, weigh in on this. When you look at the folk legend factor that's going to be on this episode tonight, I just can't decide, is Zach Paul Bunyan and Owen the Blue Ox or is <laughs> Zach the Blue Ox and Owen the Paul Bunyan, right? We We have two of West Virginia's biggest folk legends in one podcast episode. I don't know if that's ever happened in the history of West Virginia podcasting. Right. Uh, something might break tonight. I don't know. It might, it might be too heavy.
2: Uh, you know what? It's funny, Jed, that you say that because on my list of notes here, one of the things that I had to ask Zach was about that, how, you know, you could argue there hasn't been a Mountaineer who's had a, a legendary of ending is their career since Owen Schmidt that you had down there yeah. in Waco. So it is, it is funny how that works um and listen we all know the legend of owen schmidt i mean buddy that's a that's a that's a tough one for anybody to be stacked up against but like i said i mean that is the closest thing that's reminded me now zach just when he gets introduced in the nfl in the fall and he runs out of the tunnel right he's just gotta crank his helmet over his head a couple times and make himself bleed yeah and then and then maybe he'll really be on owen's level uh but no Jed, it's it's funny you said that i i literally had that in my notes here to uh you know, to, to ask him about that and the way his career ended and, and do the example of Owen and, and for different reasons, but very memorable kind of final moments wearing in the uh, the old golden blue.
3: Yeah, he hasn't leaked the McCordy, but he has dragged himself off the field. So maybe McCourty. in the grand scheme of things, they're
2: kind of equal. I don't know. Right. Well, we got to—I tell you what—with this 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 announcement that yes, co- uh, EA Sports will be making a college football game this summer, we got to get Zach on one of the covers, right? And then we'll really we'll kidding. really bring this thing full circle. which, did you? I, I sent it to the uh, group
3: thread. Did you see what the uh, WVU football account on Twitter tweeted? Back. Listen, yeah. back to Shout back
2: days, back to back days of Big O getting some love from the the official WVU that? accounts and and happy uh, happy belated birthday, Big O as well. Yeah. Yeah, a he's,
0: little bit of a uh, special time. The Aquarius is rule February.
2: <laughs> All the cool his kids. and, right yeah, you
0: February. know what I mean. Aquarius, my my, my boy Whalen, his is on the on Valentine's Day as well. So we're back to back birthdays. So it's kind That's of isn't kind Major's of, the fifteenth? Major
3: Harris huh? the fifteenth? What is it with mid February,
0: right? I don't
3: and know, Mountaineer man. royalty, Just...
2: you know. Well, it's Jed, glorious. I'm at the end I'm at the end of February. So, you know, all the cool look at kids. That. All the cool kids yep. born here in February. Yes. So I tell you what. How far at the end of February? Well, usually the last day of February, except for every four years. So February twenty eighth. February twenty eighth, are you like five years old Fe- now. February twelve I look like I'm five <laughs> years old sometimes, don't I? But yes, February twenty eighth is my birthday. It will not be the last day of February this year. Uh, but usually I I close down the uh the month of February. But yes, Big O, all the cool kids are born in February. It's the shortest month for a reason. It's an exclusive club to be born in there. All right, and uh, big shout out to back Big morning. O. Big shout out to Waylon as well too. Hope you guys had a uh, had a fun couple back to back birthdays there. All right, before we go to break. Like we always do on these special guest episodes, we're going to get wrapped up in a lot and we'll mention some of these sponsors as we roll along. But I want to make sure to give everybody a thank you up front so that we know that we don't miss anybody. So, a big thanks to Bet Online for being a presenting sponsor of In the Gun. We all know where the game starts is at Bet Online. Yeah, football's over, but you got basketball, you got hockey, you got March Madness rolling in here. So, make sure you're going to Bet Online for all uh, of your action there to get in on the game where the game starts at bet online a big thank you to jr and toothman ford we all know cars cost less than grafton they do great work for our athletes and nil make sure you're supporting those who support the mountaineers Fortis, another one of our longtime friends here now on this podcast, and our guy Rick Lewis for roof performance and financial certainty guaranteed. Make sure you visit Fortis.us.com. And our newest friends of the program, Johnston Equipment, on Route 33 between Weston and Buchanan. We are... Uh, Big excited, big thrilled to have Johnston equipment in the fold here as well, too. All right, we're going to take our break. We'll have Zach Frazier, his father Ray, with us as well, too. When we come back on the other side, this will be a fun one. You are. In the gun.
3: Nobody supports the blue and gold Mountaineers like Toothman Ford. With over 20 NIL deals and counting, Toothman Ford continues to rally behind our student athletes. And it's time we rally and support the dealer that supports the Mountaineers. Not only does Toothman Ford offer the best prices in the state on pre-owned, their never-over MSRP campaign on new Ford's guaranteed, guaranteed to save thousands. you thousands. Drive with pride all season long, knowing you're supporting the dealer that fuels our Mountaineers. Toothman Ford, where cars cost less. In Grafton and at ToothmanFord.com.
1: For more West Virginia Mountaineer football content, be sure to follow us on Twitter at InTheGunPodcast.
2: For nearly 20 years, Fortis has been the nation's leader in providing guaranteed roof performance programs for commercial buildings. Fortis offers roof performance solutions that feature extensive initial and ongoing reconditioning for commercial buildings as an alternative to traditional replacement, with long-term performance guarantees that are backed by global leader, Lloyd's of London. Fortis offers a comprehensive range of roof performance management programs that provide financial security, extend the life of our customers' roofs, and make a significant impact on ROI. Fortis is currently improving performance and increasing ROI for customers at more than 4,800 locations. With more than 140 million square feet protected, including many Fortune 500 companies that have turned to Fortis to save money, gain financial certainty, and extend the life of their existing roofs. Fortis has helped customers save more than $520 million in capital roof replacement costs for an average ROI of over 250%. To learn more, visit Fortis.us.com. Fortis. Roof performance and financial certainty guaranteed.
3: If you work the land, you just got to be a jack of all trades type. There's just too much to do. So, if you got to be a welder or a farmer or a ditch digger, that's just who you are that day. Then tomorrow, you can be somebody else.
2: Get your coyote at the new location of Johnston Equipment between Weston and Buckhannon. Back in the gun here, and we, for the first time ever, have a pair of guests. We've got Zach Frazier and his father, Ray Frazier. I think uh, Ray, one of our olig- uh, original kind of longtime listeners here of ITG. Uh, but, gentlemen, we're, we're happy to have you back on here. First time, like I said, we've ever had two guests at the same time. This will be a lot of fun. Uh, Zach, thank you so much for, for taking the time. Uh, we know Zach doesn't need much of an introduction. Halt hero, folk hero, legend amongst Mountaineer Nation. Uh, first Mountaineer to start on the offensive line as a, as a freshman since 1980. And the accolades rolled along from there. Uh, All-American, all Big 12, going to be at the Combine here in a couple weeks and a pretty high draft pick of an NFL team that's going to be lucky enough to uh, to secure his services. Ladies and gentlemen, Zach Frazier with us here in the gun uh, Zach, thanks for taking the time. We know this is a busy time, busy process for you. So just kind of before we get into some stuff, where are you at right now? What's your day to day look like? What are you up to?
1: Yeah, well, uh, thank you for the introduction first, and thanks for having me on. But of course, um, right now I'm just training in Dallas and just training and rehabbing every day, and just you know getting ready for you know the combine and pro day and stuff like that.
3: We know it's a challenge for you being away from home, the sacrifice that you're making. Uh, I mean, you're halfway across the country, but it's going to pay off eventually. And, uh, you know, for those listening, for those watching on YouTube, uh, it, it made a lot of sense when we wanted to, to orchestrate this thing and get you on here. Uh, your, your dad and I have a history. He's always meant a lot to me. Uh, again, for those listening, back in my Glenville days, uh, I told Ray he was a pup my senior year at Glenville state. He was a freshman at Fairmont state. So we were a part of that rival. It's we were, we were old school conference realignment. Our conference is no longer around. It's now a different conference, but we just thought Ray, it would make sense uh, to kind of get you on here with, with Zach out of town and maybe help coordinate some of these stories. Cause there's going to be a lot of information flying and you've been so instrumental in turning Zach into what he is today. So we appreciate you being
0: here as well. Yeah, thank you for having uh, both of us. We really appreciate it. So- Super excited to have you guys, dude. This is gonna be a lot of fun. Um, Zach, let me let me kick things here off go. here real quick. What you know, because I, I, you know, I'm not gonna put my similar situation the same as you, but going into where you're at, at kind of right now before the draft. Um, I ended up getting invited to the senior bowl, ended up suffering a grade two MCL sprain, like second day of practice. So it kind of like put me out of, you know, the full on kind of training aspect of going into the draft. What, like, what, give us the day to day, like really the nuts and bolts, the kind of like, Hey, 6.00 AM. This is kind of where I start. Give us, give us a run through of kind of like the full day view.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so um, basically our our uh, week kind of goes, um, you know, Monday and Tuesday, we uh, lift and have, like, a skill session, which is, um, like, the combine drills and stuff like that. Uh, Wednesday is a recovery day, and then Thursday and Friday, we're back at lifting and, um, you know, doing skill work as well. And then uh, Saturday mornings, uh, an arm workout. And it's kind of like a recovery day too, a lot of, um, you know, stretching and just kind of making sure your body's feeling good.
0: What, uh, is, is there any football work in it? How long of a day is it for you right now?
1: I, I say there a good bit just because, um, I also do a lot of the recovery stuff down here. Like they have a, like a hyperbaric chamber and I normally get in that for at least an hour every day. Um, they also have like a red light bed, um, which I normally get in for like 30 or 40 minutes a day. I I just spend a lot, of, I have nothing else to do down here. So yeah, I spend a lot of time there. I, I get there either at six or uh our first workouts at six on Mondays and Thursdays, and then at eight on Tuesdays and Fridays. Um so I'm normally here until like probably two or three every day. Um but yeah, I don't have anything else to do, so i try to, you know, do as much as I can. And, of course, uh spend a lot of time uh, rehabbing in the training room as well.
0: Awesome. Awesome. What uh, which hyper- hyperbaric chamber are you in? Are you in like the, the lay down pill one that you zip up and like it like blows up <laughs> or they got something fancier?
1: Yeah, that, that they have one of those. And they also have one where you just uh, like sit in a chair in there. Um, but I like the laying down one more.
0: Yeah. Get you some Z's. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Man, I
0: remember going through all that stuff, just thinking to myself, like, man, I thought I was just playing football.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot more science (laughs) than just, just playing.
3: (laughs) It's crazy. One of the convenient things this year, unlike years past pro day has been in Morgantown, right? But with uh, what the big 12 is doing pro day, all the teams are going to congregate right there where you are in the Dallas area. So uh, that'll be pretty convenient for you to be on hand. What will you be able to do by pro day in terms of taking part in?
1: Um, I should be, it's kind of just where I'm at. So um, I'm ahead of schedule so far. Um, I'm running and cutting right now, um, but it's not like, it's not ready to be, you know, timed. Um, like, yeah. you know, I'm running good, but I'm not, I'm not back to a hundred percent yet. Um, yeah. I, I have to start, you know, trusting it again, trusting my leg and it just doesn't have Um, like it's getting better fast, but it's just not caught up to my other leg yet. It's close, but um, so pro day, I, sh- I think I should be able to do most things. I'll definitely be able to do the field workouts. Um, Just kind of have to see where my numbers are at. If they're, you know, worth running or not.
3: So Ray, as you're a former center yourself, and this is one of the things that, that has always fascinated me. Your relationship with Zach, it's, it's still benefits him today. When he was growing up, one of the things you guys would do is you'd sit around and watch every football game you could watch. And during commercial breaks, you wouldn't just run to the bathroom or run for a bowl full of chips. I mean, you guys would sit there and discuss some of the things you'd just seen. Uh, yeah. in, in other words, taking your eye off the ball type of, of watching football. Hey, did you see that stunt they tried to run? Did you see what they did to pick up that twist? I mean, those types of things. How young of an age were you guys having those conversations, Ray? Walk us through
4: what it was uh, like for you and Zach
3: and, and how that took shape.
4: Yeah, I mean, we would – I'd say probably – as early as probably seven, eight years old. I mean, uh, you know, he, he knew a little bit about uh, probably more than what most kids would know at that age. Uh, You know, he knew, he knew what a kick slide was pretty early. Uh, He knew about twist pickups. He knew to stay on the same level, like all those things like that. We would do that. um, And, and like, like I said, I mean, we would do it kind of to just, during the commercial break, whenever, uh, you know, w- I'd see something and I'd kind of say, hey, you know, look at this, and just so he kind of could get a visual of it. But then as soon as the game would come right back on, we'd be right back to watching the game just like any father son would. But, uh, but I-, I just thought it was a good way to learn, and, and he was always wanting to learn, so it, it always fit in pretty well.
3: Guys, Ray is a-, a-, a kind of a football nerd like me in the sense that <laughs> when we have conversations, it's often about things that normal human beings don't talk about. All right. It's it's kind of the geeky parts of the game. Right. From a game management standpoint on the line. And you can kind of if you're listening closely, the cracks between the keys are where you find the gold with Ray. Like, listen to what he just said right there. I don't even think he realizes what he said. He he just so matter of factly <laughs> said, you know, little things like staying on the same level. Well. Most people have no idea what you're talking about, right? What what he's describing there – and, of course, Zach's probably going to nod and say, of course I know what he's talking about. But when when a defense is trying to run stunts, when they're Mm -hmm. twisting or chopping up the front, one of the things that offensive lines, especially interior offensive linemen like centers and guards – are trained to do is not get disjointed and stay on the same level. But what was striking to me right there is how matter of factly Ray said that nobody missed a beat. Of course, you know, Zach nodded. I mean,
4: he's seven, eight years old, having these types of conversations, Ray, Do you hear yourself? Uh, Well, I mean, he, he would, he would pick it up fast. I mean, I, I, you know, we, we would just really, Uh, I I wouldn't try to like go crazy with stuff, but like I said, I mean, he was only seven, eight years old, but he would pick it up pretty fast. So, I mean, I I just always thought it was good to have a visual with that, but, uh, nah, he, he, uh, he was always coachable. I mean, he's always been coachable and he's always wanted to learn. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, it's evident. So.
2: Zach, has it has it always been center? I mean, has center always been the end goal for you? You know, I know you started your freshman year at, at left guard. I think nine of those ten games, but was center kind of always the the ultimate goal, the position that you loved?
1: Uh, I actually played right guard like all through middle school and high school. Okay. I, didn't, I didn't play okay. center until I got to um, got up to WVU. But I knew like going into it that uh, that was the position they wanted me to play. Um, gotcha. Yeah
0: how uh speaking of the center position let's just talk about O line a little bit and we'll go back to the high school days of uh getting getting dirty in the wrestling on the wrestling mat here how if you could tell you know any aspiring athlete in the football world especially upcoming O line how important did wrestling play in your, you know, growth of athletic ability with the center position, not just center, but guard too, as well, kind of.
1: Yeah, I would say for any, like, young offensive lineman or defense lineman, even, um, I would definitely recommend wrestling just because uh, there's so much carryover. There's so many, you know, things that I kind of do on the field that um, I don't really even realize, but it's just, like, my, like, natural, like, reaction just from – wrestling and just knowing how to use your hands and, you know, understanding leverage and really just understanding like where the, the defense lineman's weight is and how to move them, you know, based on that. Would you feel it's like there's a the, mental
0: toughness aspect as well? Kind of that has, you know, kind of gone with you grew a little bit because of that as well.
1: Definitely. That, um, that's, that's the other main thing is, um, you know, wrestling to me is so much harder than, than football, um, you know, from a training aspect and, um, just like a mental aspect, as you said, too, it's, it's, a you know, six or seven minute match and there's no, you know, breaks like in football, you know, you have a five second play and a 40 second break. So, I mean, wrestling is, you have to be in uh, a lot better shape and it's also a, like mental grind. So, um, you know, I think, because i wrestled it kind of makes football a lot a lot easier it's it's not as hard um you know to train for football as it is as it is for wrestling so it makes everything else a lot a lot easier for me
0: yeah when did that journey kind of start for you that whole wrestling deal
1: yeah i I started when i was probably four or five years old and wrestled all the way through high school so something okay that explains a lot yeah
0: yeah, it sure does that's a lot of
4: Thanks. that's a lot of years.
1: Yeah, definitely. See,
4: I I tell you, my my wrestling background, I didn't have one. Um, you know, only I, you know, I, I I married into a wrestling family. I mean, my 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 wife's family, all his uncles, uh, my father-in-law, they're all uh, just tremendous wrestlers. And and uh, but I I've learned to really love the sport. I, I really, you know, I like Zach said. I mean, it it really really just meshes as well with football and i know it's helped him out a lot
3: what do you remember when he was four or five years old about him
4: wrestling <laughs> uh i i just remember him uh you know every every year we would just i mean at first he just kind of started out kind of just just practicing and then we just kept every year would kind of build a little bit on it but uh I just remember that, uh, he, he really was, uh, was, was very competitive and, you know, as, as he kept growing in the sport, he, uh, he just kept wanting to do better and better. And, uh, uh, he, he just, he, he, he'd work his tail off. I mean, uh, you know, and, and I think a lot of that, uh, you know, my, uh, and I know he, he probably want to talk about, but his, uh, the influence that his, uh, his grandfather's had on him because, uh, you know, he's, uh, was a big influence on him with wrestling as were all of his uncles but uh, you know my my father-in-law uh, you know he's a former coal miner he's uh, tough as nails he's he's the most men- mentally tough physically tough person that you'll find I know Zach uh, would agree with that and uh, so he uh, you know i I'd, I'd say his his father-in-laws had i mean my father-in-law his grandfather uh, has had a tremendous influence on him. Talk about that it's hard to
1: beat a grandpa man yeah yeah definitely i I would say like uh my dad was uh basically my football influence, and then my mom's side of the family was uh you know my wrestling uh influence um and my grandpa definitely uh helped me with that uh I remember i would sometimes i would he would or I would go to uh the middle school practice. And then I would go to the high school practice, and then he would take me down to my um, uncle's house and put me through another workout. So he definitely <laughs> tra- trained me hard. Yeah.
3: yeah. Twelve-hour day. There you go. <laughs> yeah. So double back. Yeah, that when that was normally was on early. like
1: the Christmas break when you have all <laughs> all day. So
4: yeah. <laughs> more spare time.
2: No so days that's off. That's what Christmas baby. breaks for. Huh? Yeah. Yeah.
4: <laughs> i i I' tell you something else he would do that was kind of funny but he he was a master motivator he would have you know some days if if there was somebody that uh was going to be somebody Zach was going to have to wrestle or was going to have to beat and he'd have you know he'd say uh, you know i wonder i wonder what that guy from Parkersburg's doing today you know
0: <laughs> wonder <laughs> what, yeah. I wonder
4: what, and then he then he would just walk off and then Zach would go to work he he would go <laughs> what were
1: summers the, like? Uh, the summer, summers, I basically, um, I would go to a wrestling camp or two, um, but I didn't, I didn't wrestle outside of wrestling season, um, just because football was kind of always my favorite sport, and, you know, as I got older, that's when, like, all the camps were, and that's where, uh, you know, you had to go to the camps to get recruited, um, so I didn't really wrestle too much out of, out of wrestling season, but, um, it was mainly just lifting for football and then going to, you know, football camps.
0: Just real quick to just segue in what you kind of said, what, like how integral was the weight room for you? Like, did you just fall in love with it? Was it kind of like, cause I, I feel like when I really started lifting weights, I fell in love with the entire process of like training and then starting to understand like how the, how it worked developmentally, like with, with my skill and my skill sets, but um, when when did that kind of get integrated into your overall, you know, becoming the uh, mountain of a man you are today?
1: Um, I would say, I think uh, I guess my dad could correct me, but I think seventh seventh grade, um, I kind of started lifting, and it, and that was mainly just like learning technique. I didn't really
0: you yeah didn't body start a lot of weight on kinda,
1: yeah. yeah. So just like uh, like. Uh, my dad just kind of you know taught me good form and stuff like that, and then pretty much from my eighth grade year on, um, I was lifting you know pretty consistently, and uh, yeah, and then I I also um uh, like had a made turned our like garage into a weight room, and then just kind of. I guess my, my dad could talk about it more, but I just asked for like stuff for like Christmas and birthdays until I had a good, good (laughs) weight room and just used it all through high school.
0: So so dad, dad hooked it up, huh?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, he,
0: and
4: one of the things uh, when he, when he first started lifting, like, like he said, about seventh grade and uh, you know, obviously you started with really high reps and, you know, he's as competitive. Uh, he was competitive then as he is now. And uh, he would always want he wanted to move up and wait as fast. And I'd always tell him if you could do these reps. And so he would always be motivated. So if I said, you know, 12 reps, well, you know, he'd get to that 13th rep and then he knew he could move up. But we try to do it smart, you know, early on because obviously I'm just kind of starting out. But, uh, but yeah, he, he, he worked hard. He was working hard in seventh grade. It's awesome. So that's awesome.
0: That's amazing smart. stuff. It, so, obviously, you can see the uh, the work ethic that's uh, grown into what's what's going on and why you're at where you're at today.
1: Yeah. Thank so you. like
2: piggybacking off of that, too, Zach, I'm curious. Like, like you clearly had a vision, you had a plan, you, you know, you attacked this dream that you had. Was the dream always WVU? I mean, you, you had some options coming out of high school, right? I mean, you had some you had some other high-level programs that you could have played for, but was was it always WVU? You know, you talked about how you loved wrestling, but football was really it for you. Was the goal always I want to play football at WVU? Um, or did that take maybe a little bit longer to develop?
1: Yeah, I think like from a young age, like my thing was I always want to play in the NFL. Like that was kind of like my goal. Um, I was named after like Zach Thomas, the linebacker for the. Yeah. Um, Dolphins- yeah. yeah. Nice. Yeah. And I had like a fat head in my room, um, <laughs> you know, from probably like third grade, <laughs> third grade on, but, um, so I always wanted to play in the NFL, but, um, and West Virginia was always my, my favorite, uh you know, college team growing up too. Um, Kind of when I was going through the like recruiting process with, uh, you know, my first offer was from the old staff of uh, from Holgerson, mm-hmm. and you know they wanted me to play uh, defense. And at the time, I I, uh, I I had some offers for offense and defense, and I didn't really have a fa- a favorite. I I like both um, just as much, but kind of deep down, I think I knew I'd I'd be better at at offense. Um, so when the, the new staff came and, uh, you know, they said that they honor my scholarship, but they they wanted me to play offense, then it was kind of a, du- a done deal because, I don't know, I just kind of felt like I would be better as as an offensive lineman than a defensive lineman. I want not
3: give you always be stealing, man. He was trying to steal Zach, trying to yeah. get him over the defense, wasn't he? Yeah.
1: So Yeah, they said, okay, they said yeah. I was a little little too short to play offense <laughs> so, uh, well, wait real quick I, real I quick then
2: go ahead or
1: just real quick i have
2: to piggyback off of that did you have a favorite mountaineer growing up
1: i, I love watching uh everyone even owen and uh pat white geno smith Tavon yeah. austin B- all those guys that, that was a fun time to you know be a kid and watch all that stuff it sure was um, it sure was yeah that, that was probably the best time to you know be a kid and watch all, the, all those guys so well,
3: as you can tell we got a, a house full of dolphins fans guys we're not going to hold against them we're raised from florida
4: <laughs> all right so they got a reason right but uh, a, uh, a hard time now I, I, so here I, we go. i'll tell you one interesting thing and and i don't know yep. zach i think he probably will remember this but uh uh, this is a true story. This is the this absolute truth. But we were uh, we were at Stanford and we were watching the practice one day. Uh, we were at like it was during their spring football, and uh, we were out there kind of on a visit. And uh, and this was kind of like when he was going through the recruiting process. And uh, we we're sitting in the end zone watching because uh, they were actually recruiting him for defense. They were, um, and so we're watching you know defensive position drills. And all of a sudden, Zach nudged me and he said, do you hear that? And I said, hear what? And I couldn't couldn't make it out. He said, you don't hear that? I kid you not, and Zach can verify this. It was Country Roads playing at the Aquatics Outdoor Center. So I was like, (laughs) right then, it was over, but I didn't say anything. But I I knew. Yeah, well, actually,
1: (laughs) well, before before we got on the plane, there was like a a West Virginia, um, like university, um like advertisement like right on the terminal like in the pittsburgh airport
2: that's awesome
1: and then when we went there at the practice there at the like diving center they started playing country roads and then when we got back um landed or whatever i fell asleep on the way home and then like right when i woke up i looked up and there was like you know the west virginia billboard so that was yeah. Well, the I ghost, of, the ghost of John
3: well. Denver giving you a nudge. Yeah. There you go. Yeah.
1: Right. Yeah. Okay.
4: Sure. Yeah.
3: <laughs> so you're both and centers. Dean. Here's what I got to ask you. All right. Now the game's changed. Uh, Ray, as I remember when you played for Doug Sams, who was a head coach of Fairmont, you guys had some gun stuff, some stuff in the gun. That's yeah. where our podcast got its name. Owen and I both played yeah. in the gun, but you were under center a lot too. What I've always yeah. thought was unique about center, especially in the modern game it's the only position in sports that you're basically throwing a no-look pass on every play. You're <laughs> you're sending the football somewhere without even seeing where you're sending it. So I always wondered, do you prefer facing an odd front defense in which you'll have a defensive lineman covering you, or do you prefer an even front defense where you're uncovered? And I, I was always fascinated by these answers. I want both of you to answer that. Like Orlowski, Ty Orlowski always told me, He said, "Yeah, I'd rather be covered because it's an easier first step. I don't have to reach as much. If I'm uncovered, I do. So it's more work after the snap. So what are you guys,
4: covered, uncovered? Zach, Ray? Yeah, go. Let Zach go first. Go ahead.
1: (laughs) That's a tough question. I I don't know if I really, maybe, I don't know. I I like both. I I, I don't have a. Both. I don't think I
3: have a fit. Fa- Does it matter who's covering you, whether it's Siaki, <laughs> yeah. Aiko
1: or right? Maybe. Uh, I don't, I think I like to be uncovered. Actually, I like. I think yeah. I like. Yeah, I mean certain. I don't know. I like both. I, it's hard for me to. Well,
3: he's thinking, think. isn't he? So, yeah. in other words, you're uncovered. Walk people yeah. through this now. You're in other words, you're gonna you're gonna move to the nearest defensive lineman to double team. Right? You're gonna probably yeah. target that hip. Walk people through what you're doing. You're uncovered. You got to first make the snap, which yeah. people think is a given, but it's absolutely not. Yeah. So walk us through that, and then Ray will answer what he thinks.
1: Yeah. So it, it depends on you know uh, if we're running stretch or like outside zone or inside zone or counter. So stretch uh, stretch is probably my favorite to uh four down front just because. I like running off the ball, and uh, I feel like I can, you know, tee off on some of those down linemen. Um, and then, like inside zone, it's more ver- so. Maybe inside zone, I like having a nose, and then outside zone, I like to be uncoving. So I'll play like that. That.
3: We're on to
4: something. I love that. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Yeah, perfect sense. Dad, how about you? for me it's an even front definitely but now you know those guys that are are, are better centers than i uh am they 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 don't mind an odd or even front but for me it's an even front I <laughs> dream look could be a two eye uh to be able and and i just i like to go lateral a little bit with uh you know inside zone and uh now stretch was not my best play i'll, I'll be honest uh you know <laughs> uh I, you know he uh thankfully has a lot better lateral movement than i do but uh you know, he can reach a three very easily. Uh, I would have a hard time. <laughs> I'm not, uh, you know, but he, he has the capability to do that if he needed to. Um, so I'm, I'm not the, uh, lateral movement was not the best, uh, you know, I, I, I kind of joke and I, I say, you know, I, 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 gave him the neck up, <laughs> but, uh, uh I, I, no, I had a, I had a, I felt a pretty good career at Fairmont uh, State, but uh, you sure did. That was the level of what Zach is? So, uh, uh, but I guess it's supposed to be that way. But uh, no, I, I loved every minute playing uh, playing college ball. It was great. Did you see, Big O smiling Zach when you were talking stretch. You're what's
1: speaking that?
3: his language right there. Did you oh, see yeah. Owen smiling when you were talking no, about I the could, stretch? I
1: couldn't see him on the screen, but, but that's funny. Oh yeah,
0: that's you're speaking his language right there. Yeah. Yep. Right, stretch baby. That's what's yeah. up. That's yep. where the money's made man definitely um real quick question a a run block because you and you kind of no, you know noted some of these things but is it the what makes playing – line because because fullback and lineman I i'm I'm not we're we're kind of the the center the the front spear right the center of the guards fullback's kind of the rear spear I always felt like I kind of had a connection with those guys up front. Um, But like there's no real feeling when you pancake box somebody. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know how to really explain. It's just like, it's all the feel goods of everything. Like pancaking. Somebody is like taking somebody's soul away from them. Yeah. And I mean, it's just, it's a beautiful thing, man. And zone blocking leads so many great opportunities to be able to showcase kind of the, you know, what you can do there. Run us through, uh, run it, run us through a zone play. Actually, a, uh, a, let's say your favorite, favorite run blocking play from this year, like your toughest one you thought you had. Um, my tough, uh, like toughest assignment is that it? toughest assignment toughest assignment most beautiful result
1: oh most beautiful okay most beautiful result oh okay um so we this would probably be a stretch we we ran um, stretch against BYU um, and it was kind of a a game plan thing where um, I kind of knew like when the three technique like flipped his feet. I knew that the pressure was coming from the other way. Um, and so kind of I knew that I had like a three technique to my left and an A gap player to my right. So I knew that he was gonna the A gap player was gonna cross my face. So I kind of like jumped over to the left because I knew he had to try to um cross my face. And I kind of I kind of like pulled him across and then also got the linebacker, and it was a big run, but it, it was you know, mainly because of the film study that we do. Um, and, you know, Coach Moore and, and uh, you know, Ty and Jens and all of our, uh, you know, offensive line guys, they they work all week, uh, you know, trying to find those little tells um, from, you know, what foot's down, are they leaning, do they give away, do they have different stances when they're moving, um, stuff like that, which, which helps out a lot. Um, so that was kind of probably my favorite play just because, of the like film study that went into it. And then the result as well.
0: Now you guys spends a lot of, a lot of time, uh, in the labs, quote unquote lab watching film.
1: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I, I spend a good amount of time. And then also, you know, talking with, um, you know, our coaches, like, like I said, they, they do a really good job of preparing me and, uh, kind of telling me what they see as well. And we kind of, you know, we'll both watch it. I will watch it on my own, and then I'll also watch it with them. And they've 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 had a lot of good, um, you know, little bits that to tell me and to prepare me and uh, really help me out throughout my career. That's the have best you part, uh... I have a
3: back and a couple of centers on here, Owen? I
1: oh mean, yeah. If,
3: if I had to take a <laughs> shot every time we were talking about a two eye or a three technique, I'd be on the floor already. But for those <laughs> listening, a two eye is lined up over the guard, but the inside shoulder of the guard, a three technique is over the guard, outside shoulder. So when you hear, for instance, when Zach was talking about that three technique to his left, Zach, you were talking pre-snap. His feet were showing you something, right?
1: Yeah, so normally, like a three technique on the guard would have his inside foot back to to the guard, but he had his outside foot back, which isn't normal in that alignment. But he had his outside foot because he was going to go outside, yep. which meant the pressure was coming from the other way. So you to
3: compensate the other direction. Yeah,
1: yeah, and that was that was kind of one of the best um, things that that our coaches found because it it was a hundred percent, you know, throughout the game, and you know, it was nice knowing when you're about to get some movement and stuff. Lord, like how that. how
0: awesome is that? Oh, oh man, that's it's awesome! The best. It's the best. We were talking last week a little bit just on like scouting reports and stuff. And, you know, I don't think people really realize how much work goes into, you know, that's like hours and hours and hours of film, not just, you know, when you're really watching, you know, what's, what's going on for those plays, you know, these guys, we were so gracious to get these little scouting reports, you know, they have like three or four little notes about these players. Now we can go in really start to fine tune and, and break these guys down. Like, Hey, how am I going to attack this guy? You know, that guy might be more athletic than I am. And, and, and most times and not, especially when I got to the next level, it was like, everybody was, it was, you know, more athletic than I was. It was now, how do I outsmart them by, you know, good first steps, uh, you know, alignments, like you were just talking about all those little things that kind of prolong you and give you some longevity uh, in the pros I mean, uh, super, obviously kind of know you are a, a film guy, a film rat because you got to be, you know what I mean? And it only right. enhances as you go to the next level. You know what I'm saying? Um, I'm going to get just a little bit off par here, but how fully stoked are you for where you're at right now in life? I mean, uh, how juiced are you, dude? Like t- t- Tell me what you're feeling like. I mean, you got to be excited. All these kind of yeah. things, man.
1: Yeah, I'm. I'm. Uh, I'm very excited. Um, it's kind of uh, you know, nerve wracking at the same time because you don't really know like what's gonna happen. Um, you know, until until you, you know, get get to that uh, you know, draft day or whatever. But it's uh, it's an exciting you know, position to be in, um, you know, even though it is, you know, you can't, uh, you know, sometimes you wonder about, you know, where you go, but, you know, you have no clue where it will go. And, um, I don't know. It's, it's a really cool position to be in, I would say.
0: Oh, absolutely, man. It's a, it's a lifetime achievement and you've worked so hard for it and everything's deserved. I, I think one thing I a piece of advice, I'll give you going into it. Cause you know, everybody wants to be a first round draft pick. You know, whatever. You know what I mean? But take take what you get, right? And if you don't get that, right, now that's all your motivation to to go get it. You know what I mean? I look at a guy like Jason Kelsey, who I played with um in Philly, you know, undersized dude, you know, not really a ton of pizzazz kind of going into it, but had such a work ethic and a determination to just be a competitor that's kind of like what i've seen i I was telling jason when i when i saw him for his uh he dropped a uh you know kelsey documentary in philly and i I got to go hang with him for the night and i was like dude there's this kid in west virginia man he's like he's all he's like he would have drank 23 beers with us at at any point (laughs) like he's that kind of dude like and i don't even know if you drink beer man but i'm just saying Zach Frazier's the dude who would who would be able to hang with us but uh, I'm super stoked for you man Jed Jed take it away I know you got a thousand answers I got all mine out of the way take it (laughs) away Jed
3: that's good stuff that's good stuff and I and I will say this I'm glad you mentioned Kelsey because he's retiring and I think we'd probably all regard him as the best center in the NFL so the NFL needs a new best center well I'd say uh, I'm going to go Corey Linsley, probably be the third best. Creed Humphrey be the second best. And yours truly is about to be the best that's center right. in pro football. That's, right. oh. that's what's about to happen. So uh, before we get into what played out at Baylor, to some extent we buried the lead on this podcast. There's not a person that's ever worn a flying WV logo at any point in their life that doesn't want to hear Zach Frazier walk them through what his thought process was at Baylor. We'll get to that in a minute. Finally, before we do, the morning after that soul-crushing defeat at Houston, you and Garrett found a way, and this just says so much about what you are, right, Ray, outside the lines, just what what a dude you are. You and Garrett took it upon yourselves to drag yourselves out, head to the cancer center, and visit that patient just hours after losing on the road halfway across the country in that fashion to Houston. Talk about what that meant to you guys, what that was all about, uh, how that visit went.
1: Yeah. Um, you know, we, we kind of had already planned on going and, going and uh, visiting uh, Katie, but we didn't uh, plan on losing that game, especially in that uh, fashion. Uh, but just kind of, you know, puts everything in perspective perspective because you know we just had that you know terrible loss and you know to lose in that way was you know i mean it hurt so bad but um really put things into perspective because you know that's if that's the worst thing i'm dealing with it you know there's some people that are dealing with a lot worse things than um you know than i am so i think i mean really it kind of you know helped me out probably more than more than her so I mean, yeah, uh, yeah.
3: That's powerful. That's just hats off to you, brother. That's that, that says as much or about. more than, than as exceptional as what you, you were on the field. That's, that says so much about you. What we try and explain to people, uh, you know, all three of us on this podcast have always been huge fans of you as a player, but as a person. And any chance we get to talk about those off the field things, And your dad and I spent a lot of time talking about that, which leads us to, okay, last game of the regular season, final possession of the regular season. We find ourselves in a dogfight at Baylor. Uh, Turned out to be a tougher environment than what we maybe forecasted or expected. It was a tough place to play that night. Those That student section was into it behind the bench. They they were bringing it, right? Made those plays on special teams, kept hanging around. We found ourselves – trailing 31 to 27, less than a minute to go, we get the ball. You now I can give you my perspective of what happened afterwards. Like I remember watching you work your way to the sidelines, which I want you to talk about here in a minute. And I couldn't believe what I was watching. But when I got in the locker room after the game, after the celebration, I saw the O-line gathered in the training room. And that's when I knew this was something bad because again here's your brothers reacting to the news they just got about what you were dealing with and i saw that and then i came over and on my way out of the locker room i'd run back down the tunnel before coming back and that's when i i passed your dad and it was just his eyes across my eyes and that's all i needed to see so that night after one of the most exceptional, remarkable, amazing careers in the history of West Virginia football, I think one of the things that makes you unique, on the final play of your career, the legacy that people 50 years from now will still be talking about was truly born. You you entered a stratosphere. You became a folk legend when that happened. I mean, you really did. And, and we've told Owen, you know, what he did against Oklahoma and the Fiesta Bowl in that environment, and he gave that speech, He's a folk legend. I mean, it's a very short list of West Virginia football folk legends, right? And we have two of them gracing our presence right on this one podcast. I want you to walk us through. So that happens. The first play of the drive, we're down 31-27. No timeouts left. Less than a minute to go. From our sideline, we're going right to left on the field, deep in our own territory. We run the tunnel screen to Huddy. Huddy's about to get tackled well short of the first down marker until you pick him up, carry him across the marker. The defensive lineman from Baylor comes in behind. That's when this injury takes place. Take it from there. Walk us through everything that was going through your mind when it happened as you made your way off the field. Go ahead.
1: Yeah. So, um, yeah, the first play of the drive was a, a title screen to the left. Um, like you said, it was uh, four down front. So I was, you know, sliding to the left. I had a guy in my gap. And I kind of uh set towards him and kind of like swatted him by, but he didn't really, you know, bite on it too much. I think he kind of you know saw the screen. Um, but you know, I just tried to get him up the field as much as I could. And then when I, I went to release, um normally I have first backer in the box and it was kind of a weird situation kind of like the fur it never really had happened to me before but when i released out there there was there was no one really there for me to get but Huddy was kind of like right in front of me um so kind of i kind of just you know grabbed him um was something that i've done a lot of, a lot of times i've you know pushed the pile and stuff stuff like that all the time um you know but kind of started pushing him um like grabbed him and then that D lineman that I hit up the field that didn't really bite on it he he retraced and it was kind of I mean I don't really know what I would have done in his situation because I'm holding holding the guy with the ball and you know he can't you know go around me so he kind of ended up tackling me um you know, wrapped his hands around my waist and, you know, dropped down kind of right on the side of my leg. Uh, And then I, I like let go of Huddy, like as, as that happened, you know, just kind of pushed him forward. Um, But then he, you know, he came down on the side of the side of my leg and I just, I knew something wasn't quite right. Kind of felt like my, my leg, like kind of like, I felt like my foot, I didn't hear hear the snap or anything but like I felt like my foot was kind of turned um and I just kind of had a lot of uh pain in in that you know side of the leg and kind of my you know thoughts on like two minute you know right when the play is over I have to run to the ball I have to be the first one to the ball um you know cuz cuz of the clock's running so uh kind of like, I started screaming, and uh, I, I knew I couldn't I, – I knew I wasn't going to be able to, you know, run another play. So, uh, I knew I had to get off the field, too, because we didn't have any timeouts. And even then, it's still a two-minute situation, so you don't want to get that, you know, 10-second runoff. So, I just kind of rolled over and, you know, started – I didn't really want to put any weight on that late because it, it, it wasn't feeling great but um uh, yeah I was just like screaming and like bear crawling off the field and then like the ref was yelling at me to get down so then I kind of like hurried <laughs> up a little bit and got up to my feet and I don't know I just got off the field and then once I got off the field uh you know the trainers came up to me and uh, our team doctor came up to me and uh, I kind of like threw my helmet off and just like laid on the ground. And uh, he started work on me and he was like, where does it hurt? I was like everywhere. Like, I got, I don't know where, <laughs> I don't know what happened. Um, and then he started like poking on my, on my leg. And, and that's kind of when I knew something uh, wasn't good. Cause he kind of, poked like right or like put his hands like right on my leg and I could kind of like hear it like crunch and feel it move back and forth and that's when like my heart kind of sank a little bit but um, and then the doctor kind of looked up at me like once he started pressing on it because like he could feel it too and I was like is it all right <laughs> and he just you know didn't say anything but then ended up going on the um like on the uh gator back to the, the x-ray room and uh they kind of had like a it was kind of weird it was like an iPad but it was like an x-ray machine so they kind of like were taking pictures of it and couldn't really get a good picture at first like, the first, like two times then then they got it and I kept asking them, is it okay? Is it all right and the doctor's like no you have a you know, broken fibula, Um, and I don't know, I just kind of, kind of, was, like, in shock a little bit, and then, then I asked them, like, you know, how long is the recovery going to be, and stuff like that, Um, and then, of course, sometime in there, they told us that they scored, and then they told us, told me that, you know, they won the game, and that was kind of, uh, you know, a relief, too, but I was kind of, my mind was, you know, racing all over
3: the place. Band on the part where you hit the ground, you felt the pain. On a scale of one to 10, how bad did that hurt? And did you ever consider, man, I can't move. I got to lay here. You were so hell-bent on getting off the field to avoid that runoff. Talk us through that part of it. That's the sacrifice you made. Because guess what, Zach? If you laid there and we had that runoff, we don't win that game.
1: Yeah. Um, kind of, I don't know. I, it all happened so fast. Um, it's kind of just, once it happened, I just ha- made a decision, like, I'm not going to be able to run another play. I'm not going to be able to put any weight on this. Like, and, you know, that was kind of just as I was rolling over. And right away, I was like, I got to get get off the field. Um, right away
3: instinctively
1: yeah it I did it so fast I just I just knew that if I couldn't get on the ball I got to get off the field um, because we had we had kind of a, a similar situation actually in the Houston game where one of our guys went down and almost cost us some time we ended up scoring anyways but you know how that ended um, but I just I don't know I just knew I had to get off the field, but at the same time, uh, you know, some or like, people would say like, like, uh, you know, like I was the reason we won the game and stuff, which I I think I, you know, probably did save some time and maybe help the drive, like with just momentum, you know, like, cause right. There's four plays later, everyone, you know, and we scored, um, you know, but at the same time, you know, you have, uh, Yates coming in, and he he hadn't taken a snap, you know. For, uh, the last snap he took was at pregame, you know, and he had played some guard, but he came in and had, you know, four perfect snaps, made all the calls, and you know, if he goes in there and has, you know, a bad snap or something, you know, snaps it over his head or something like that, you know, that that would never never have happened. And then Garrett too um you know march right down the field i feel like you know garrett's one of the best you know two minute quarterbacks we have because of the threat of him running you know if you if everyone drops back and you know covers all our receivers he's just gonna take off and it's gonna be a huge huge game so or gain uh you know so without like those guys you know we probably well we wouldn't have won the game if they didn't you know execute on those last four plays but I just kind of you know I think I gave us a little bit better of a chance but you know they they kind of I think they won won the game so
3: you carry him past the sticks that stops the clock if you don't do that the clock doesn't stop there then you got off the field to avoid the runoff and yet when we ask you to relive this story <laughs> Ray I have two sons I can't imagine the pride that you're swelling with to sit there and hear Zach be as deferential. And he, as he is given the platform and opportunity to tell that story and what's he do, but he talks about his teammates. He talks yeah. about Brandon coming in next man up doing his job. He talks about Garrett being the. T- that's what makes Zach, Zach. When I talked to you there tonight, Ray, again, we end up on the phone we're, we're talking for two hours sometimes. Right. But one of the things I mentioned to you, One of the things after the Super Bowl that was talked about the morning after was the 49ers didn't understand the difference in the overtime rules in the postseason versus the regular season. And they were blaming Kyle Shanahan, their head coach, for not explaining it to him. And I was like, do you think Zach Frazier would need his head coach to explain (laughs) that to him? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. He's a cut apart, a different breed. Ray, what are your thoughts when you hear Zach talk about that?
4: Well, I I mean, to me that that's that's who he is. That's who he's always been. I mean, I you know, I told him a long time ago I I like coaching offensive line when I did coach because, you know, there there are no stats other than winning. And that that's the one that matters. And that's all that ever is going to matter to him. He's always gonna be about his teammates. But one of the things that has stood out to me, and I know you mentioned earlier about, you know, when everything kinda of how it kind of transpired with coming down the locker and you passed me and, and you know, we we all went down there as a family. That was hard. That was tough. I mean, you know, and and but the one thing that'll always stick out in my mind and I'll always remember just as clear as day, uh, is, is when you know I, I saw the way, you know, all of his teammates, offense, defense didn't matter. How, like you said, I mean, they just won a game. It was a you know an awesome win, but they were genuinely uh, concerned about his well being. And the amount of respect that he had, that they had for him. And, you know, you earn that. And and that's one of the things that, uh, you know, I, I think that's above any award that anybody could ever have. You have the respect of your teammates when you finish and it's all said and done. And that's how he left it. And, and I, that's, that's, I mean, I'm uh, that's what I, I just, I know how his teammates viewed him. And, and, that, and that was just, uh, that was something I was just kind of standing there, just watching it. It was, it was something to see. That's awesome, Zach.
3: You come from a group of guys who, like, I think back to, and it just it just speaks to how tight you really are. Like, I'm trying to remember what what game was it that Wyatt got poked in the eye? What game was that? Oh, TCU. Do you remember TCU? TCU. Yeah. Thank you. Well, I remember coming in at halftime, and he's in there worried about whether he can go or not. I mean, he's worried to death if he's going to play another snap. And are you guys being all warm and fuzzy? Oh, don't worry. No, no, you're making fun of him. You guys were around him making fun of him, right? I mean, I I was sitting there in stitches just watching. He's like, oh, and he's cussing you back. I mean, I was sitting there thinking that group is absolutely inseparable. So when that happened to you and I saw Doug and I saw why I saw the whole crew just huddled. I was thinking to myself, this is I was choked up for a pasture dad. So let's close with this. What was that reception like in that dark, trying, difficult, challenging, impossible time? You received the news about that injury. You understand you're about to start the next chapter of your life. And I've said it on the on this podcast. I've said it to your dad. I've said it a million times. Somebody's going to draft you, not despite what happened to you with that injury, but because of what happened to you. That is one of the many things that will make you shine, how you respond, how you have responded that in that injury walk us through what it was like when your buddies on the O-line, some of the guys from the defense, your teammates, all those guys that you went to battle with and bled and sweat and cried together with for four years came in there to support you.
1: Yeah. Um, I guess I would say like, um, uh... I guess that was prob- probably, like, always, like, my worst fear is, you know, getting a, a bad injury that, like that, and kind of, like, yeah, that's probably always been, like, my worst fear is, you know, I just don't want to ever, you know, be hurt and then not be able to play, and then, you know, you know, so for that to happen, you know, in the last game, it was, you know, my mind was, you know, kind of, kind of racing everywhere, but, Kind of when I saw you know all my teammates in there and, you know how um, concerned and how you know much you know that they cared about you know me and all my family was there and um, stuff like like that it uh, kind of like I like I I I wasn't as upset because I you know they were all feeling bad for me so like how could I you know. I I wasn't getting no. I kind of felt bad for all of them that they were, you know, feeling upset and s- stuff like that. But kind of, yeah, like change the. I don't know. It it was of tough. You did. It was tough for me to see yeah. all of them, you know, react like that. And you know, I thought, like I said, I thought it would be, you know, like the end of the world. But you know, it's it's really not. Um, and I've kind of you know, done well with rehab and I'm on a, and actually, um, my injury, they said I was lucky and said that it was kind of like the best case. You know, if I had to have that injury, it was, you know, the best case is just the bone and that it would heal. And I didn't, you know, do any ligament damage, which if I did that, that would be, you know, a lot worse. So, um, it it wasn't the end end of the world. And, um, you know, just having everyone's support was, you know, re- really nice. It another crazy thing. Uh, before uh we got or went down for pregame meal, we were watching the uh Michigan Ohio State game, and they had you know one of their guards went down and you know snapped his leg and got carted off, and that made me <laughs> a little sick. I was like, wow, that would you know that that's, that would be like my worst fear. And, you know, it kind of went down and ate pregame meal, and I didn't really, I don't know, I didn't have the best stomach for it, but it was kind of crazy that happened. Guess what?
3: That's in the rear view. That is behind you. And just like Owen said, the station, the point that you're at in your life right now, what's the old saying? It gets darkest right before the light. Well, the light's coming. I mean, the light is a coming. And Mountaineer Nation is about to have a brand-new favorite team. Uh, and they're going to follow you to the end of the world and you're going to have a long flourishing career at the next level that we, we have zero doubt that make it hell. You're going to be great. You're going to be a great pro football player. Just like you've been a great, everything you ever tried to do. Great teammate, great friend, great son, great center. You're going to be a great pro football player. That's going to happen. Uh, if if Zach Frazier was a stock, I'd be buying it big right now, guys. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'd be buying it big. I would have jokes bought it. On, right jokes on you, injury. Jed.
2: Jed. Jed <laughs> yeah, jokes yeah. on you. Owen. Owen and I stocked up on Zach Frazier stock like two years ago. There I you mean, go. We've, been, yeah. we've been we've been sitting on this gold mine.
3: Real quick. It, so it, it, we have decided. We... One more. Hey, hey, Wes. Zach. Oh. Okay, there's Paul Bunyan and there's the Blue Ox. We can't decide which are you it's... and which is Owen right the, the west virginia folk legends zach, here
2: exactly right? you're you're dating yourself with that reference there a little bit all right Jed. yeah yeah don't even <laughs> so,
3: worry about no, it my dad would tell me the same thing <laughs>
2: here's here's and, and we we appreciate the hell out of you guys for the time and and just real quick zach before we go everything that jed just said there we completely echo and we love the attitude and the outlook in life and man like no matter what you end up doing for the next ten years, for the next fifty years, like when you have that attitude, that outlook, it's always going to serve you well. you're always going to be successful. We love hearing that i I just wanted to ask you real quick before we before I do our sign off here uh, about that legacy thing, the cult hero thing, the folk hero thing, right like your you know your legend that you leave I know that's probably a hard it's a really hard thing to discuss in your early twenties, right? think about your legacy. Um, but like, is that something that has crossed your mind? I know you've dealt with the injury in this. I know this whirlwind process of preparing for the draft and your pro days and the combine and the senior bowl and then the draft, and then you'll go to your new city and you'll have rookie mini camp and OTAs. And it's, it's like your head's spinning the whole time, but have you, have you thought about that legacy at all? That, that final play against Baylor, obviously, and ending it that way, Uh, you know, we talk about all the time. I don't know if you're aware of this, but when you got onto campus, WV was averaging 73 yards per game rushing. I mean, it was like, can we get 100 yards on the ground? That was like the, can, can Letty Brown rush for 100 yards? Please, God, to now over 230 a game, the best rushing attack in Power 5. I mean, what you did over your four years, capped by this season of getting the program turned around with the whipped cream of the cherry on top of that, that folk hero type ending down in Baylor. Has that been something again? I know this is really hard to ask somebody in your early twenties, but have you thought about that legacy at all?
1: Um, yeah, that is a tough, uh,
2: I know. It's, I kind of put but, you on the spot there. I apologize. Yeah, um, I, kind of the way I, um, um
1: I would say a, I try not to, like, I never want to get, uh, like, complacent or, you know, good with where I'm at. So Satisfied. Kinda,
2: you never want to be satisfied. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. So I've kind of went through college and, uh, like, I've gotten, you know, a good bit of awards and stuff like that, but I kind of just, you know, uh, I don't, like, let that kind of like get to me if if that makes sense. I kinda like sure. just uh um, not push them off to the side, but you know, um, you know, obviously like thank the thank the Lord for, you know, being in that position and um, you know, thankful for the awards and, you know, thankful for the position that I'm in. But I just try to, you know, like one day when I'm I'm done playing football, I feel like I'll um I'll look back on everything and, and probably be pretty proud, but, um, I try not to, I, I feel like I have, have like, I want to go a lot further and I, I want to, uh, you know, I have, you know, big goals. And I don't ever want to, you know, just, you know, be, be satisfied. So, um, but yeah, I'm sure there'll be, you know, whenever I'm, you know, done playing and, um, I'm sure I'll look back on you know everything that that's happened and Heck be yeah. pretty happy.
2: Well, young man, keep that tunnel vision because it's it's going to take you places without a doubt. You've got a uh, you got 1.8 million West Virginians and a whole bunch of uh, a bunch of other alumni like me that that are pulling for you. So, keep attacking that rehab, keep attacking every day and we're we're looking forward to seeing how this all plays out over the next couple months.
1: Thank you. I appreciate it.
2: Well, gentlemen, this has been a lot of fun. We've kept you way too long, so let me wrap this thing up for Zach and Ray Frazier uh, and the best teammates in the business, the signal caller Jed Drenning and the runaway beer truck Owen Schmidt. I am Wesley Euler. The one thing we ask of you as we wrap this up is to be an ear and tell an ear about your new favorite WVU football podcast. Take care, everybody. We'll talk to you soon. Get ready to find your new favorite WVU or your new favorite NFL team, pardon me, to root for here in a couple months, wherever Zach lands. Take care. We'll talk to you soon. You've been in the gun.
0: Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.